Hi everyone, Nathan here and welcome to the Dance Principles United podcast. If you are listening to this in the last week of March, that means that you are listening in the middle of launch week. We are super excited. Um, This is one of the three times per year that we open the doors to the Dance Principles United tribe and we have so much going on this week. So make sure that you pop on over to either our Instagram or our Facebook for all the details around that. But on to today's podcast, this is... Um, An excerpt from our Dance Principles United Summit earlier on in March this year. And at the end of the day at the summit, we had our studio success panel, which was a really amazing session where we had um, a few of our Dance Principles United tribe members get up on stage and share the, um, I guess, the wins and successes that they've had over the last 12 months in their studio. Um, The audio on it, unfortunately, did get a little bit patchy, um, but we felt that the information in there is so valuable that it is more than worth putting it up and um, and just writing out those little audio glitches. So especially the first few minutes while we got everything settled down, um, if you can bear with us through those first couple of minutes, then um, I think you'll find that there's pure gold in there. So we hope you enjoy this week's podcast. Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan. And welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. So we wanted to um, finish up today um, sharing some stories of some of um, our amazing um, tribe members who have been having great success in their studio um, because I think it's so valuable that we can share things from different people um, and uh, all here because we can all learn from each other like we learn from other studio owners as well and and see what they're doing and you know sometimes an idea can spark a bigger idea in your own business as well so we'd love to introduce you to these amazing people are you going to do introductions (laughs) oh most definitely that's a much better idea we've got to pass the mic along as well all right so you're going to tell us um your name, what studio you're from, and a little bit about your studio, just a sentence about your studio or so. My name's Dion. I'm from Tip Tap Toe Dance Company. We're based in Sydney Southwest. Um, our studio is pretty small. We're around, we're hovering around the 100 students, which is our milestone that we're just about to hit, which we're a bit excited about. Um, and uh, we've been running 10 years this year. Amazing. Thanks for joining us. My name is April Harley. I own Centre Stage Dance Studio, also in the southwest, and we've been going for 22 years, so I was 16 when I started. Hello, I'm Robin Paris, and I own Prodigy Performing Arts, also. (laughs) We're all all sort of (laughs) neighbours. And I've had my studio 14 years this year. Um, Yeah. Also on Dance Apprentice. Uh, oh, and I also... Um, she forgets yeah, that one. I always forget. I just... Yeah, <laughs> I'm a fan of Dance Apprentice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Morgan. I own Monsters of Dance on the Northern Beaches. And in June, it'll be five years since I started it. Um, our, like, slogan is fierce dancers, happy humans. So we believe in, like... Great classes, great Corey, working really hard, but without taking away the focus on like the whole person and making sure that it's enjoyable and doesn't get into that sort of toxic, competitive area that studios can sometimes get into. Love that. 
Hey, I'm Chantelle and this is... Samson. And together, <laughs> we own a studio called Base 181 Studios. We're predominantly a hip-hop studio in Rouse Hill in the Hills District. We're also the owners of Little Groovers Hip Hop, which is a new preschool program that you need to have in your studio. No, <laughs> um, so we actually started in April. It will be six years of our studio. Um we cater to both male and females, predominantly actually boys, uh, which is awesome. We're pretty much similar to you in our mission. It's believing your flyness, conquer your shyness. So we understand that we facilitate <laughs> dance, but really building confidence in the kids and um, allowing them to give back and become little leaders in their community. Yeah, mm -hmm. and great taglines you heard from um, you yeah. know Morgan and Chantelle, especially when we're talking about branding. Like both of them know who they're talking to. Um, very specifically, which is so, so valuable. We don't, we've got this one. <laughs> it's so confusing, the mic situation. Um, so, 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 so we're going to ask a couple of questions, but like this is meant to be organic, so if you have questions you want to ask people, feel free to ask as well, because I'm sure that they're happy to share as well. Um, so what was our first question? I think it was, what's the number one thing that you've changed that you have written down. in your school um, in the last year that you... Like, what's the life-changing thing that's happened to you? What's the number one thing? Um, well, meeting you guys for a start. Oh, like, and lovely. I don't say that just to <laughs> blow. Brown has all your life. That's true. I was only just saying to Morgan outside, like 2019 for me was the year of hell studio-wise. Um, had some toxic parents. And, um, and I actually thank God for, like, looking back on it for COVID because you did start this group and just, like, I'd be sitting there on the Fridays when you do your lives and I'd be doing wages at work and I'd have my earbuds in listening to you guys while I'm doing wages. And, um, and I really looked forward to that, just hearing you guys and seeing you guys messaging and all that sort of stuff because... I knew that I wasn't the only one going through this shit, you know, so um, that's the biggest thing. But the biggest thing that I've done change is um, advertising all the year, yeah. like, and paying, like, even if it's just a small amount, I'm advertising all the time. So that's my big thing. Amazing, amazing. Um, this is probably a bit different, but I think my confidence within myself as a studio owner has definitely changed my business for me. Um, I think I was always not so much, you know, worried about, oh, I've got to do what my clients want all the time. That kind of was part of it. And then I think I got to a point where you do have like those toxic parents in your school. Um, and then, I, you know, I changed my mindset with working with Beck. She's like, this is your school. This is your business. So I feel like when I started to have that mindset and I was true to myself and what I went back to my why, like, why do I have this studio? I went back to my beliefs and the whole reason why I opened my school and my core values. When I started sticking to that, the toxicity left my school. It also left my bad mental health because I didn't have these crazy people who were essentially just pulling me left, right, centre. Um, and, and it's been the best thing for us because we're now just bringing in all the right clients not the toxic ones so it's just having belief in myself and what what I have is yeah is a good, a good studio and a good a good space and a great environment so once I was able to do that yeah the toxicity did not evolve as we did if that yeah. makes sense they dropped off we're yeah so now all of our 
our clients coming in the doors are our ideal ideal clients. So yeah. I love that and having that strength to say no to people yeah. that aren't yes. right for you and having the, the guts to yeah, do it. Yeah, it's hard yes. to start but once you do it, it's like, no, you're not, you're not our, our ideal client. Yeah. yeah. Love that, love that. Awesome, Morgan, what's the number one thing? Very similar to Robin. Um, once I focused on my own path and my own journey and found confidence in that that's when things really changed for me and my business um I have always been like very happy for other studios around me it's like what I sort of started off my studio being like cheering on other studios made sure that my kids did that too at comps and so I love looking and supporting other studios but I found that there was a bit of a period in my journey where I was looking to other studios too much Um, and as much as I probably didn't want to admit it in myself it was definitely a thing for me Um, and once I yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Like, like this. You don't need to hold it close. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just put it in your mouth. Okay. Okay. I'll do that. Um, I don't know. Uh, is that fine? Hold it for you. Is, no, I'll just hold it. <laughs> it feels right. It feels right. <laughs> Sorry, really. Try to thought that. Um. So what I did was. Uh, studios near me what I mute them on my Instagram and not because I don't want them to succeed but because I know the effect that it has on me even if I really don't want it to it just does so I still like that funnily enough the studio owners are my friends, like my bridesmaids, actually, at my wedding in October. <laughs> Pretty crazy. There's three of us in one group. Um, so I go onto their pages and make sure that I support them. But usually I put my blinders on a little bit. And for me, it worked so, so well. And now I know I know my differences between myself and the people around and it just makes me feel much more confident as a studio owner. So now when I see things, I, it's much easier for me to be like, amazing, not for us though. Mm. Um, yeah. And the more true I am to my values, the more the toxic ones leave. Yeah. Just had one leave recently, one to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, it might work out. They might sort of fall into line. I hope they do. Love the kid, of course. Um, but yeah, it, it all starts to align, I guess, when you're true. So I swear we didn't talk about this before. As is similar. Um, I've got here mindsets, but I feel as dance studio owners, ourselves up and we have really limiting thoughts about business. I was just saying this to Mel because we're creatives, right? So we want to help everyone and we want to be amazing and we want to give this kid confidence and that kid's confidence. We're a bit like Oprah with the cars. Like we want to give everyone confidence and we sometimes forget about ourselves and we felt like we were like that. Um, So once we changed our mindset to be like, actually, we do want to be creative and we do want to give these people confidence, but we also want to make money. At the end of the day, we need to be profitable. We need to be a business. So I think once we twist, like Samson would just be like, oh, that kid can't afford glasses. Just keep 
mate. <laughs> um, you know, like that's just the type of like environment we used to come from. So just knowing that, yeah, definitely working with Nate and Amanda, knowing our numbers, knowing what, um, you know, we need to do um, to change that mindset. And I think Samson had one too. Yeah. Uh, one was um, for us as studio owners is to be unique. And that's what we've realised with um, what is our why. And I was just going off, not just because I'm copying your one. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's like, you know, we get caught up in the hype of what's going on with yeah. other studios. Yeah. And we, you know, want to see, oh, because the kids see that online as well. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's the cool thing at the moment. It's the trend. But in the background, that's not what who we are. So we're just like... I think lately it's kind of like, um, yeah, we're just going back to why we opened the studio. And uh, the biggest reason why was to bring more boys into the studio. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much was the biggest one for us is stay unique. Love that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think staying true to yourself is so important, but being willing to let go of the people who aren't staying true to you is the key to that. Yeah. And you've got to do that, even if it's your center front best dancer and you know you've given them so much and you absolutely love them. If you if they are deviating from what you need and want from your business, then you need to say goodbye and realize they're not the best client for you. Yeah, I love that. And I love as well about wanting to help more people because so many of us are giving. Um, like you guys were saying, I want to offer classes to everybody and do all of that. Like I'm that person as well. But it's knowing how you can help more people is by helping yourself. Because if you burn out and you can't do this anymore, then you're no help to anybody. So I think that that's a really big thing is, um, you know, we need to make money. Otherwise, like we won't do it. Yeah, you won't um, have a viable business that yeah, can reach anyone. Point, yeah, we, we won't help anyone because we'll give up because we need to make money and we have a family and a house and all of those things as well. So you need to know how you can make money and then still be able to, you know, if you do need to offer scholarships to kids and do things, but the more clients that you create first, the more you can actually help those people. I There's actually so. lots of cool ways you can get scholarships too. I don't know if you guys know about the Ella Foundation, but that's I've started working with that. Um, it's for Indigenous people, um, and she's the first Indigenous Australian to be in the Australian Ballet. And so she offers scholarships. I've just got a kid on my um, from Pause that's just been offered a scholarship through her. Um, or say to your families, we're going to offer one scholarship. You can apply for it. We've done that in the past as well. So they actually apply and say, okay, this is why we want it, and this is how we feel about it. So you're still giving back but not giving to everyone. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, does anyone else have anything they want to ask on their, any other follow-up question before we move on? We're going to jump on. Good thing April knows that I'm not going to remember these. <laughs> All right. So our next question we had for them. <laughs> Thanks, April. I just need one of you in my life to organise me. <laughs> um, is your number one tip to grow your student numbers? Is that right? Did I read it properly? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> um, well, what I had a really crappy week a couple of weeks ago. I had five staff out out of seven. So when Miss D, who's not had any dance training, is teaching dance class, <laughs> you know you're struggling. So, um, so at the end of the week, I just felt so like I felt like I was going to curl up in a ball. And I thought I've got to turn this around. And I actually had your voice in my head. So I'm sorry, sorry, Beck. Like saying, just snap out of it you know like and um not that i've ever heard you swear but it's just yeah. um, but 
I just, and I was talking to Robin this day, we are talking about other things, and I said, I've just got to, I'm going through and I'm doing the hard sell. So all of my inquiries that hadn't converted to trials, I actually printed them all off and then physically just sent them text messages, um, following them up and saying, have you got any questions? I'd love to get you in for a free trial. Just that follow up, like you were saying yeah. earlier. And, um, and I did 12 that day, like 12 messages. And I thought, I'm going to do this every day, which I totally didn't, but I should. Yeah. Um, but I had 10 responses, 10, 10 kids come in for trial, and we converted nine of them. Amazing. So, like, just little things like that. It's like Beck and Amanda say, like, if you don't work it, it's not going to work. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's my little tip is just, you know, work it. Take the time. Message those parents. You're in sales. Yep. Love that. April, what's your number one tip? Um, so I'm talking about pre-COVID, so I'm hoping yeah. to do all of this yeah. moving forward. But basically our best um, way to gain new students was doing community events. And it's it's free. Um, like not just your big ones, like we've got in our area Camden Show. Um, so every dance school usually goes there. The only people that watch are your parents. So, um, but that gets our kids out there performing. But we would do like McHappy Days. We would do like Christmas events, school full school fates, and having the information ready. So, for example, we did one at um, years and years ago. It was Light Up Norellan, which they still do, but it was the first year they had have ever done it. And they had music, bands, singing, and we got up and we did hip hop. Um, and everyone there watching, because it was a big, big event, they wanted flyers. And I, you know, I'm super organised. I had my flyers ready, you know, I had my husband there handing them out. Oh, look, you know, we've got these classes. So that helped out a whole lot by gaining some new people. Um, so also years ago, we used to do cheerleading. So we, um, I was just at the bank one day and I was talking to someone and they figured out we do cheerleading and they owned Rams. Well, they were like in... in their local football club around the area. So we actually got our cheerleaders and the cheerleaders hated it, but they cheered on the sidelines, you know, of the Rams football club. Um, but that gained a lot of people wanting to do that as well. Um, years ago, we did like openings for Krispy Kreme. Um, and again, it's, you know, it's your, it's your ideal customers. They're the ones that you want to attract, not, um, you know, if you do your leaflet drops, I know they work, but, you know, if you do, like, all your houses in the area, how many of them are going to attract, you know, the clientele that you want? So I found, yeah, community events really helped out for us. Yeah. Amazing. So, so good. Robin, what's your number one tip? Um, I think to market, this is what I always made a mistake, I always marketed to the dance mum. Yeah. So when I, again, shifted my mindset to market to the non-dance parent, that's when we started building numbers as well because it's true um, not everybody is a dance mum. They don't mm. know what jazz tap or ballet is and what's different about that. So um, and putting real-time photos on the marketing so kids, you know, being happy and hugging. And so I think that was a big, massive marketing mind, mind shift for me was, yeah, talk to the non-dance parents. Morgan. Mine's pretty sim. Pretty sim sim. Um, but joining Tribe, obviously, coaching well, with Amanda and Nathan and Facebook ads and all that. But, yeah, staying true to your values and making sure you're putting out there what you're wanting to attract. That was the biggest um, 
light bulb moment that I had in 2020 when we were first doing coaching, Amanda and Nathan. Um, yeah, there was hardly any tiny monsters, that's what we call them, um, on my feed and that's why I wasn't attracting them. Um, so yeah, the same as you, Robin. And also what I've noticed lately is that sometimes you, um, you don't realise it's happening because you can't see it at the time, but when you're building your culture, those people do find you. It's just It just takes time. There's been like num a number of times throughout the last couple of years when I've been like, oh, like it's not happening, it's not happening. And then recently all these amazing kids rocked up to our studio who were exactly what we were looking for. And I was running around stressed because the music hadn't started at 3.45. Um, and then I went outside and chatted to them all and was like, oh, sorry, we had a bit of a light, late start. And they were like, oh, that's fine. Don't worry about it. We've been so excited to come to Monsters. Like, so I think sometimes when you think nothing's happening, it's just a slow thing that's building over time and you just don't see it. So patience is good. <laughs> sure. Um, so we, when we first started our studio, we started with three kids. Um, and so I would say our top thing when we were first initially trying to build numbers was school holiday workshops. Um, and we didn't just do dancing, we did like everything. We did tug of war, we did, I can't even remember now, but like <laughs> all the things, like fitnessy things. And then from there, we'd convert them. Oh, you were so good. Do you want to do classes? Um, so that was like my number one tip. But my number two, because I love systems, is um, like a really good onboarding system that you know inside out so no one falls through the cracks. Mm -hmm. Because like Beck, I think Beck was saying before, like people, like, even a new time mum, I can't even rem like remember my name half the time. Look, I can't even get the words out. <laughs> so like, um, yeah, I think just constantly just having that solid onboarding will make a massive difference. Awesome. Um, I would have to say, big one was uh, commun community events. Um, like in the hills, the, I, I remember the, one of the first times we went, um, one of the parents was asking, Oh, so is there hip-hop classes here in the hills? I thought it was just in the city. So that was a big mind, like when, I, when we first started, right, like six years, six years ago. So that's kind of what started, like, you know, the whole, okay, we're going to create doing a lot more events um, and just putting the, in the end, you're giving the kids um, a performance for them to go to somewhere to be able to perform for their family and friends. Um, can I do another one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, lately, so lately I've been um, posting like raw footage. I'm a big video editor. I love putting music to videos. Um, but that's what I like. Mm -hmm. That's what I like. But I know for the, for the parents, they want to see their kid in the class. Mm -hmm. And yeah. when you see like a raw footage, and I've noticed a lot more comments are happening, a lot more DMs are like, oh, can I get some of my kids in that class? Or, But it's like maybe seven, eight second video, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's crazy how it's like come out on top. So incredible. If you don't follow um, Base 181 on socials, I highly recommend it. And when we talked about, you know, the branding and sticking with your values, um, Nate said story about, I presume it was you, Samson put on the other day. Um, it was something like, when one sticks it, we all stick it. And it was a kid doing a, um, 
a, 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 a somersault or something at the end yeah, and all so the cool. kids running in and celebrating that child's success and so it's showing the value that you want from your families it's doing all those things like their socials yeah, point. it's selling emotion. <laughs> like you've got to sell emotion yeah. and, you know, that's really d is what sells the most. Um, I'm all about the community events. I'm so big on it. Mm -hmm. But I would say don't just perform. Put the money in and get a stall there because if you have a stall and you have something that you're giving away for free, that is the 100% best place. And then when you do perform, you can say, if anyone's interested, check out the stall. You know, I really get very involved with my local community, especially before COVID. I was a part of the CBD Corp. You probably have one in your area. Find out who they are, go and offer them stuff for free and go for it because that is such a great way to build. And the last thing I want to say is we just did a podcast on workshops and our top yeah. tips for workshops. So make sure you guys check that out. We actually um recording that. We did. Yeah. I think that's Mondays. Tomorrow's? Yeah, tomorrow. That might be right. Can you yes. take a photo just too? Awesome. What's that? Another one. Oh, good. <laughs> April's got me organised. I should have brought notes. <laughs> All right. Something extra that you feel boosts your business, whether, you know, however that is for you, it doesn't have to be, you know, student numbers, but something else that adds value to your um, studio, I guess. I did mention this one at Intensive and, and I think it has been a little bit of a game changer for our minis and our preschoolers, mm. um, is offering unlimited classes for that age group. Yeah. So because we have like the four minis, like we've got um, Tumbletown and, um, and Little Monkeys and we've just started Ready Set this year, Ballet and Dance. So they've got the four classes and we're doing it several mm. times. So we've actually got quite a few um, preschoolers that are on unlimited and um, and our minis, like most of our minis are on unlimited. So where they were just doing that two or three classes a week, um, now because essentially we're cheap daycare and their kids yeah. love it, you know. So instead of them going to after school care, which probably costs them, you know, like 25 bucks a day or what have yeah. you, they're paying their $60 a week for their unlimited classes and they're coming four times. And as we all know, the more dance they do, the better they get. So yeah. it's yeah. a it's a double, you know, it's a double win. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know about you guys, but I always found it really hard to find acro teachers. Um, I would find someone, you know, they wouldn't resonate with the students. So I decided to go and get myself qualified. And I mean, I can only cartwheel, that's it. <laughs> and now these days, not so well. Props to you. <laughs> cartwheeling, I cannot. <laughs> do you know what? When I teach, they go, you do it. And I'll be like, oh, God. But no, I like to prove them wrong. So anyway, I um, I went and got myself qualified. Therefore, over the years, I've trained um, my girls to be um, really good with their teaching. So it comes back to sort of staff training. So I can actually, um, you know, leave the room and I do that already, you know, just I don't like to give them a scare and say, hey, you're teaching today. I'll actually go, oh, I'm going to the bathroom and I'll make them step up. I mean, I wouldn't leave the room if I didn't feel that like they were confident. Um, so now, like I went from, you know, having hardly anyone do gymnastics to doubling because I don't know for you guys, but they just, 
liked me teaching them. Um, and even though I wasn't a gymnast, I was taught how to spot and how to do this. And then I had, you know, my students who were gymnasts so they could demonstrate. I was finding out, you know, how to build it. And it, it went from, you know, having two two kids to now have three sort of full classes. Um, so now I'm not doing as much of the gymnastics, but I'm in there. I'm, you know, guiding my younger teachers. So I found, you know, if there's something that is not working you know with your teachers go and get qualified whether it be like the little groovers so we've you know picked up the little groovers and again we had three last year now we've got two you know medium-sized classes and you know it's only going to build from there yeah amazing so so good robin what's something extra you offer in your studio um well we do circus so that's been really good for us um a lot of kids that come from other studios who are just used to dance will almost every time pick up a circus class. The minute they see the silks up, they're, they're sold straight away just because it's different. They've never done it, but it's fun. Um, so that's been really good. And just having um, like another like external programs, I guess, has been great for us and giving our kids a pathway. So um, we create, like I mentioned in the in the January summit, um, we have like a, our elite training program. So that's a really good, you know, pathway for our kids who want to go down that elite path. We have the dance apprentice for those kids who want to be teachers. So there's all these different avenues and opportunities for them to continue to stay in the studio as well for the for the long haul. So yeah, I found that. Love that. Morgan. Mine is uh, a mid-year concert. I did our first one last year after much encouragement from Amanda. <laughs> so that's what, I mean, for, for some people, I think it's like a staple already. But for me, it wasn't. And I was like, oh, so I've got to ask them to do another thing during the year. And I've got to make sure they're organised for another thing. Oh, they're not going to like it, blah, blah, blah. And so they don't wear costumes or anything. Anyway, everybody frothed so hard. <laughs> on the mid-year concert, all of our reviews on our website are all from the mid-year concert. So it would talk about the concert, but then it would then another paragraph about us and our studio and our culture. Um, and it really, yeah, built the culture, um, I feel. And also it can make you money as well. So it's financial and cultural benefit there. Of <laughs> <laughs> that. Um, so we've got a few to share. Um, definitely the same as Robin. So the external programs. We were those people who were like, we'll just do it ourselves. <laughs> you know, those ones. And then it's like, actually, we need to be focusing on all this stuff we just learned, mm. not worrying about you know, the structure of the class. Um, but we definitely still wanted that... Um, obviously like to know what the teachers are teaching. I know we pay them to teach, but a bit like how Beck said, you wouldn't just go in Maccas and be like, okay, make a burger now. Um, so we wanted to have that same um, quality class, mm. no matter who taught it. And so the programs really provide that, which I find amazing. So we've um, got the Dance Apprentice and Tumbletown and Little Groovers, which are all doing amazing. Um, Number two would be a membership program. I was just talking to Mel about this, how much it's changed our lives. So I know often dance studios think of charging um, termly. However, we do monthly and we do it from January to December. So that means during COVID, we're still getting paid. We're not worrying about if, you know, 
a lock. I know lockdowns aren't going to happen anymore. Okay, I'm not speaking <laughs> it into existence, but you know, if it ever did another pandemic happen, God, um, you know, we know we're secure. We're not waiting for that next term, or there will be no drop-offs. Um, and we do all inclusive, meaning like our uniform and everything's all included in it. So it's so easy for the parent. Um, and number three, just speaking for Samson, <laughs> um, is investing in yourself. So coming to things like this, networking with people. What's that saying? Like you should, the most people you hang around, or the five? Yeah, you become the people you surround yourself with or something. I will get that quote for you and put it on Facebook. (laughs) But it's something like that. You know, the people you surround yourself with, the top five is who you... Or something. That was the worst sell ever. But you know know what I'm trying to say. Um, So I think really investing in yourself, like um, definitely having mentorship and someone who like looks at your business and sees what you don't see really helped us um, to just like, yeah, look outside the box. So Mm -hmm. did you want to add anything? That's pretty pretty good, (laughs) Shane. So, so good. Yeah, I just um, wanted to... Oh, sorry, you go. Oh, you go. I just wanted to go back to what April was saying about, like, you know, upskilling your staff and training your staff. I think your best staff, and Amanda and I always say it, are the staff that we trained ourselves that grew up in our school. They know our culture. They love what we do. They believe in us. Um, and honestly, if you haven't looked at the Dance Apprentice for your school, you absolutely should. It is next level for teaching your junior staff. It's amazing. Um, and it's actually online. It's not just booklets or something like that. They have to submit things. My my junior teachers have grown so much through confidence, through everything in it. So um, I would highly suggest that you guys jump into that. I know everyone who does it is like, it's so amazing. So yeah, yeah make sure if you're not doing that, check it out for sure. Sure. Has anyone got some follow-up questions for anyone? We would love to hear from you. You don't have to all be silent. And we picked these studio owners to come out today because um, they do things a little bit differently. And that's great. Like what appeals to one isn't going to appeal to everyone. And I think that's so great. Um, you know, Chantelle and Samson do, you know, out of the box kind of different things with their membership, which is so different to what a lot of dance studios do. Um, and that might be right for you. It might not. But it's interesting to hear about it. And it's interesting to learn about what others do um, to see what's possible for you in your business as well. It's so, so valuable. Maybe. Cool. Thank you so much, guys. If we don't have any questions online. Yeah, go great. for it. it. sure yeah we definitely can um so meg was asking about a few people on the panel have created programs as well that they on sell and so how they went um about that um we'll maybe chat quickly about it and then you can definitely chat to meg a little bit more in depth because it probably doesn't um appeal to as many people but let me give you this one robin do you want to chat about it first sure i just said um how long do we have Okay, where should we start? Um, Want to write a program? Time, patience, you blood, sweat and tears, um, all of the above. But I think you need to have like an actual goal and plan in place. Like how 
Are you going to write it? How are people going to implement it? Easeability is the number one key, I feel, for schools to be able to implement to their program, have everything there for them ready to go. Um, just make sure that your pricing structure is feasible. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much my... I mean, I can, I'm happy to sit with you and chat. But She's got mummy and me as well. She yeah. Hasn't that either. yeah. Oh, I haven't, yeah, I've, I've just, that's, yeah, that's my other program. But, um, <laughs> like, it's my thing. Programs are my thing. So I'm happy to sit with you. But, I mean, it's going to be a good hour and probably more. So maybe over a wine or something. <laughs> uh, I, think that, I think Robin covered it. To be honest, we just um, saw that there was a real lack of hip-hop for preschoolers in general, just hip-hop, and um, we decided to do something about it. Um, It was a lot of Samson's brain and just putting it into um, a structure um, and an online portal. So, But pretty much what um, Robin said, time, sweat, tears. Mm -hmm. um, Late nights. Yep, all of the above. But, yeah, happy to sit with you as well and chat if you wanted to. Meg does sport aerobics, so a little bit different as well, where it's probably not as many people that have those kind of programs because whilst I think that that's awesome and it works for some, I also think that sometimes if that's not your wheelhouse, like just spending the money and purchasing them, someone else said that, um, just purchasing them and doing it sometimes rather than creating a program from scratch, um, don't try to be everything and do everything, I guess, is is the point. But... um, you know, investing in those programs and that training from people that know and um, being able to use collective knowledge, I guess. I'm going to tell you, I don't even know if I should tell you this, but I'm going to tell you. <laughs> so when I started Dance Circ, I didn't write the program first. We already had the program at our school. We'd been doing it for 17 years, obviously, but I actually marketed it first. I put together a marketing video and sold it. And then I was like, crap, this is selling really well. We need to actually do it now. Um, And I've never told that story before, but it's actually the truth. And my advice to you would be, if you're going to do it, think about your market first and see if there's actually a need for it in the market. Because before you put your blood, sweat and tears into it, I reckon you're better off seeing whether it's actually going to sell first. And then you can be like me and go, crap, we better put it together. But the thing is, if you've already got it in your head and you already know what it is, or you've already trialled it in your own studio, like we had for years, you already know it works. So putting it together, then is pretty simple so if you're that side I would say get your market see if there's interest put spend behind it I cannot begin to tell you how much money I've spent on dance circuit you would die um, but it's a hundred percent worth it so you know you've got to pay for things sometimes and you've got to be willing to put yourself out there with that you've got to be not scared to spend the money yeah because it costs money and I think that's what a few people have spoken about that sometimes you know you really need to believe in yourself and invest and not try and do everything and whether that's spending money on training or programs or staff we can't do everything and if you keep trying to do everything that's when we drown and that's when you um, can't keep functioning at some point. Yeah. I'm super keen to chat to you about that stuff as well I'm so passionate about it um, as we all are who've created programs it's a whole thing. Awesome who else anyone else had any other questions before we move on? Oh, the membership. Yeah. Do you want to give that one to Chantel? So the question was about um, the membership uh, versus normal term fees. So when we first started, we did termly fees. Um, so obviously, 
pay upfront for the term. Um, however, we changed probably like three years ago, maybe. Um, and now we say we're an all-inclusive studio. However, we do run a very different studio to probably a lot of you. Um, so like for our end of the concert, we do costume changes. They just get a jersey and it's like something they can reuse. So we include that in our membership. We also include our uniform um, and we sell it. Um, we also do like our studio app, which is actually free for us. But we say, you know, we add that in. We have a private online community, which we say, which is again, free for us, but we add that in. Um, and then we're basically, there's 40 weeks of dance in the whole year and we've divided our fees by 12 months. Um, so we obviously did all the numbers to see like how much it's going to cost us for each student. And then on top of that too, they registration fee so like Beck was saying before their uniforms cover um the the sorry the registration fee covers their uniform um so essentially everything on top of that is um like profit for us so you're, you're 12 months of the year you've divided that and put it in 40 weeks that you yeah because there's four yes there's yeah. 40 weeks of dance we do yeah. 10 weeks per term yeah. and we've just divided that into monthly payments Oh, so you for them. Take the payments in January, even when you're closed. Correct. Yeah, and we say we're very clear. Um, to be honest, we probably get like one or two inquiries about it. Um, but when we just explain what we've done, um, they understand it and they like it because it's you know they know from the get go how much money they're paying up front. Um, and there's where I feel like it takes the emotion out of the relationship like I'm not constantly have to be like oh it's term two can I have your fees now you know it's just like on a direct debit for them so they there's so no the um we do it monthly so 12 oh, 12 months I yeah imagine that the cost for the parent as well is reduced because it's yeah. over the spread out mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah and it feels like a lesser commitment for them but also we have 30 days that they have to give us to cancel so um usually parents aren't really on top of the 30 days. And it also makes a good relationship when the student leaves because they can still come to those classes for 30 days. Um, yeah. So if that makes sense, yeah, you know, sometimes a student just leaves and it's really awkward. Yeah. Um, so nice yeah, you can say a goodbye. We send a cancellation letter and all those things. So it's a really nice ending mm. as well. Um, but it just covers you a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Like tiered pricing, they do more classes, like, because obviously it's all inclusive and they get the uniform and the red jersey. Lesser amount the next classes yeah yeah we do it like that um there's lots of different options you can do like i said our studio probably runs really different to the way your guys do um but yeah so basically if they do like one class per week it's a set amount and then if they do the second class it's only oh it's so hard to explain right yes yeah so um they're only paying like a little bit extra, basically just for the classes because everything else is already included. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 They're paying for the costume and stuff again because yeah. they just yeah. wear the one. Yeah. 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 Can I also ask one more question about yep. that? Yeah. Um, so because of the jersey at the end of the year, yeah. Do is there a cut off where if they've like paid and they don't do the concert, do they get refund ferries because it's all inclusive? And they're like, I've paid for it though. Like, is there any of that? Um, no, never. <laughs> never once have I had that. 
Um, what I do, yeah, put in your terms and conditions. But um, what we do do, if they do start like a little bit later, I'll just put the registration fee up. So when I send out the little membership form, I never put how much our registration is. So then it covers their, um, their T-shirt or their costumes. So then, yeah, so... I just verbally tell them and then once we have that initial conversation about membership, which we always do because you want to get the sale, <laughs> at the end um, we send them an email just stating their membership and how much their registration fee because it might change if there's going to start, you know, term three because I've had all these people pay in, in the inclusives. Yeah. My yeah. God, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> you got baby brain. Oh, yeah. Um, I used to do catch-ups. Too confusing, don't do it. Because um, people are like, but I'm paying registration, I'm paying the catch-up and I'm paying the membership. So it just got too confusing. So that's why now um, I don't put the registration fee down and how much that is. I just um, change that as we go along. Like I just account for it in that. If, yeah, does that make sense yeah. again? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, did you, have you really <coughs> done that or did you change it over to it? And if you did um, no, I did, we didn't always do that. We did termly. Um, when we did change over, we had one person give me grief about it. And I was expecting, I was prepared for like so much yeah. more. Um, but you actually think like you're making the, the parents' life easier. I think a couple of other people have done it here too. Um, but yeah, you're making their life so much easier. Everything is on direct debit now. And I think it was that the person didn't want to go on direct debit. And I was saying, no, I'm not going to take cash. So yeah. that was just my boundaries. And that was my, mm. yeah, that was just my non-negotiable. But literally out of our whole studio, one person. For sure. That's so, so great. And can I follow up with that? Because we've changed to all inclusive um, this year. Not the same way where it's monthly payments, but just uh, weekly um, payments, all inclusive, meaning the costumes as well. I've done the opposite when um, someone was asking about catch up payments and stuff. I don't charge them anymore if they join late, because I also know that I've had those that paid at the beginning of the year and they dropped yeah, off. But I checked my numbers. I knew that first. I knew that it would cover it. Um, and I was confident that, you know, yes, it might end up being a couple of hundred dollars here and there, but it's not, it wasn't worth it for me. Um, so that's how I decided it was just the costume fee. But we also don't say like it's, and we say that basically they get free costumes. So then it's not like they can't come, I think someone said, you know, they don't, they can't ask for their costume at the end of the year. If they only join term one, that's not how it works. It was that they got a free costume at concert time. Yeah, so it's just kind of how you word it. What I, what I love most about this is that it, it creates great cash flow. And as you know, for a business, like we just got rid of upfront payers altogether. And we had some parents arc up, absolutely. But everyone is used to membership now. You go to a gym, you pay membership. You go to swimming, you pay membership. Like Netflix. we, yeah, Netflix, <laughs> Apple TV, like everything's membership. That's what they're used to in life. So why would you not convert to it? And if you're not doing direct debit, you absolutely have to. It's such a game changer. Um, and especially with cash flow, it just makes life so much easier. And, um, you know, you're not chasing as many fees all the times, of course. It's also, sorry, it's also a really massive um, time saver. So you're not like sitting on your computer wondering who's paid fees or yeah. whatever. Like, and yeah, you actually save money from it. So I mm -hmm. totally recommend it. Sorry. Even if you lose a couple, it's the, the money yeah. that you save. Deb, what was your follow up question before we finish up? You're, you said you, you've changed it to all inclusive. Correct. Yeah. <coughs> what, but do you do, ex sorry, yeah. do you do exams? 
Uh, things like that aren't all inclusive for me. Um, I know other and studios do them differently. Um, a Steadfords are included something like exams or additional. Yeah. It's all inclusive um, and we don't do our uniform. I don't go as far as them to do uniforms and stuff. It's just, for us, it's just the end of year concert. Um, the costume price and the um, fees are all kind of included for me, but it depends how you want to do it, you know? It, it just depends. But thank these lovely people so, so much for joining us. I'm sure they'd love to talk to you. Um, as we did say, there's some amazing programs and amazing studios. I'm a bit disappointed Samson didn't dance for us again, like I've got to be honest. Or get us all up. Or, um, or bring a, a mascot with him. Um, but if you're looking for a hip hop program, cannot recommend um, Little Groovers program more. We've just started it at the studio and it's like, Next level, do a flip. Um, <laughs> um, and if you're looking for teacher training, Robin's program's amazing as well. But thank you to those lovely studio owners. I know they're all feeling a bit nervous. Morgan, are you okay? You sort of get, I know sometimes we feel a bit nervous, so we all okay? <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I hope you guys got something out of that because I think it's so valuable hearing from other studio owners.